The Rich and Mike Show, Flagler County's hometown sports show. Here are your hosts, Rich Carroll and Mike Licio. Yes, it's another episode of the Rich and Mike Sports Show. Very special episode this Saturday morning as we are doing the show from Mike's car on the ride home from Live Oak. Swanee FPC last night did not exactly go the way of our Bulldogs, the FPC Bulldogs. Final score, 33-13. to Swanee over FPC. A lot to talk about with this game, but we're driving home. Are you sure you can talk, Mike? Uh, as a matter of fact, we're on the road now. I'm looking up ahead. That looks like rain, bro. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> we are coming through Sanderson, where all the chicken farms are on I-10, about halfway between Live Oak and Jacksonville. That is some ominous clouds, but that was kind of the theme for tonight, don't you think? Yeah, really, it really was. A lot of unforeseen events heading out. First of all, we got to Live Oak a lot quicker than we anticipated. Probably because of my driving. <laughs> don't, sell, don't say anything to incriminate that's it, yourself. That's it. All I'm going to say is that I, <laughs> I drove the exact lawful amount of speed I needed to get to Live Oak in a timely fashion. Yeah, it was timely indeed. We had a little bit of extra time as we get out there, as we enter the fog here. Try and see if you can get him to honk his horn. Yeah, that would have been cool, right? I might just edit that in there, you know, with a, a, a fake horn. But uh, no, it, it was a lot of fun on the drive up. We get to Live Oak. We go to the Brown Lantern, eat a little bit of dinner. I thought that was fantastic. Some great food. I would say, hey, I would say uh, if, you, if you're heading to Live Oak, Stop at the Brown Lantern. It was pretty good. 100%. Here's a tip for everybody at home. If you're looking for a place to eat somewhere you've never been, ask a writer. My friend Corey Davis, who writes for the Gainesville Sun, recommended that place to me. Just like Chris Boyle from the News Journal has recommended many wonderful places. Just ask a writer, and they'll never steer you wrong. Yeah, that's true. Although, I think two of the three places he suggested were closed by the time we got out there. So it really came down to uh, one choice. It was the Brown Lantern, but it was a good one. It was a good choice. So uh, we were pretty pumped up about that. Uh, we get out there, we see Frank Allen, the AD of Swanee right away. And they were so good to us the whole time leading up to us. And they really accommodated us. Plenty of room in the press box. You had another broadcast crew up there. They, they do the Swanee games. Those were cool guys. So just an overall fantastic experience coming up here to uh, Live Oak for the FPC Bulldogs and the Swanee Bulldogs. It really was. It was nice to see those guys again because they came down to FPC. The longest we've ever traveled for a game, 153 miles each way. We traveled 147 to go to a Sebastian River Matanzas playoff game. And really it was a great trip. We got there pretty easily. We got into the stadium. We had our spot. We were ready to go. And then and then the game started. And then everything started happening. <laughs> we had our pregame show ready to go for 30 minutes for a 7.30 kickoff. And at 7.25... <laughs> they started early. <laughs> they get the game started early, so we're scrambling. We got to get on the air, cut the, the uh, Flagler County Football County Kickoff Classic pregame show. I think I got the name wrong again there, Mike. The but. Football County pregame. I see now you got me doing it wrong. <laughs> the Football County Kickoff Show. The Football County, which you did a great job on. You got both the coaches. Colby Cronk was on there. Uh, who did we get from? We got Jordan Mills. Yeah. So uh, it was a fantastic uh, pregame show. We put together great interviews from Mike. We had to cut the fish interview short, 
uh, because they started the game early and right away so we, we get into the game here um, perfect timing by the way because Fish was about to tell everybody who was starting a quarterback tonight. <laughs> that's right and we did get Ladarius Simmons to start at quarterback but spoiler he was not the only quarterback you would see uh, behind center for the FPC Bulldogs last night but he, Simmons got the start um, Swanee got the ball first and it took them three plays to score a touchdown. They get a 45-yard touchdown pass on a wide receiver screen to the star of the game, Rosin. I MJ mean, Rosin had one of the best games in this is my 14th season on WNZF, and I would say MJ Rosin had a four, four top four or five game tonight with the way he was dominant in all three phases of the game. Oh, yeah, offensively, defensively. You know, he would later on in the game on the defensive side have a pick six and on what was one of the most incredible plays you will truly ever see uh, uh, from the cornerback position, picking the ball off on what was, you called, an acrobatic interception. And it really was because he tipped the ball way high in the air. And it kind of, almost like a perfect pass from a quarterback led him, you know, so he's able to run under it and keep running toward the end zone. And, uh, and and get the touchdown score, pick six. So he has a touchdown reception. Uh, he has an interception for a touchdown. Some big time breakups. Uh, you know, uh, he broke up a two point conversion. FPC was going for in the end zone. So if there was a star of the game, it was definitely MJ Rosen for uh, the Swanee Bulldogs. So they score on the first three plays of the game. FPC comes out, and it was a really rough first quarter for the Bulldogs. They couldn't get anything going offensively, and special teams really hurt them. You know, they couldn't they couldn't get a punt off, Mike. The Carson Cato, the long snapper, got injured last week at the Atlantic Coast game, and a couple of bad snaps, but some also some poor punt protection as well. And we didn't even mention, you left the, you, the elephant in the room, gliding the leg. That's Five, right. Four, six minutes and <laughs> 49 seconds into the game, we had a I don't want to remember minute, it, Mike. 75-minute <laughs> lightning delay. So, yeah, more unforeseen circumstances, right? So, uh, Swanee, they get the touchdown. They're up 7 nothing, And then, yeah, we get a lightning delay that, uh, how long did we say it was? An hour and 15 minutes or About so? 75 minutes, yes. So, what are we going to do? We uh, we run the uh, kickoff pregame show, right? Football County kickoff show. Again, I think I got, yeah, thank you, Mike. I got the name right that time. <laughs> It's That's been a long clapping. day. Give me That's a break. That's clapping. I went <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm clapping for myself. Yeah, Mike would never let go of the steering wheel to acknowledge my accomplishment. It's very dangerous. But, uh, yeah, an hour and 15 minutes, so we, we, we play the pregame show. Then uh, we come back out, still in a delay, still see lightning uh, popping off everywhere. So then we run a, a special encore presentation of last week's Rich and Mike Sports Show which uh, had a very special guest on that show, the best amateur female golfer in Florida on the Rich and Mike Sports Show. And maybe someday the best overall female golfer, Alexandra Gazzoli from Matanzas High School, a plus five handicap in the U.S. and the Florida Women's Amateur Champion. So I was really happy to be able to get that on the air again. Hour passes by, good news. Oh, yeah, and then there was the moment, right, we're, we're, we're sitting up there in the press box, and you see all the FPC Bulldogs running back to the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I text AD Scott Trapsick and I said, what's going on? Are you guys leaving? And he said, no, it's just hot in that locker room, which is, it was this old brick building that they were using 
for the field house. And so I can imagine on a day where the high was almost 100 degrees, it got up to 98 today, I can imagine that that brick building must not have been very comfortable with about 60 people in it. Oh, yeah, there's no way. So, you know, we're sitting up there thinking, is this over? Are they going home? Is Are they taking their ball and going home? There's too much lightning, which, you know, is understandable. You have a dangerous situation there. But, no, uh, like you said, Mike, they were just going over to the bus to cool off a little bit. So um, then we get word that the game is going to start in about 10 minutes. We see FPC running back to the field. We get the game started again and, uh, you know, a little bit more of the same after the game. So game started at, at uh, 7.30. That first quarter didn't end till about 9.30. You know, it was like a two-hour uh, first quarter, which, which is which is definitely a historic event. I've never seen such a long first. We've had delays before, though. It's not the first time we had to deal with a delay. But this one was pretty long and early in the game. So they can't get a punt off. The first mishap actually got uh, Swanee the ball at the FPC 10-yard line. They get it down to the to the three, um, and they could get a first down at the two. So it was a fourth and one uh, from about that, uh, around the three-yard line, I think. Um, but the Bulldogs hold. They took care of business, gave their team a shot to uh, come back. So I thought that was huge early in the game for the special teams to put them in an early hole, but the defense to say, don't worry, I got you. Defense played very well tonight. They gave up it through the first quarter and a half in the second half, so until about the six-minute point of the third quarter, fourth quarter. They only gave up about 15 yards of defense. And then I think fatigue setting because they were on the field a lot. FPC actually outgained Live Oak Swanee 270 to 240 in the game, and but it just didn't. They just couldn't get anything going until late. But we saw some promising signs, I think, from FPC, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. But it was 17 nothing at the half. FPC really the way the defense played. If the defense hadn't played so well, it could have been easily 27 nothing at the half. Oh, yeah, it easily could have been 27 nothing, And really, the game came down to, uh, and I was talking about this during the broadcast, the three big plays. We talked about the first one, which was the 45-yard uh, touchdown reception on the wide receiver screen from MJ Rosin. You had a 25-yard touchdown run in that first half from the quarterback. Um, what was the quarterback's name again, Mike? Cody Lang. Cody Lang, right. Number 10, Cody Lang. He's able to run it in. And that was really the majority of their offense was Cody Lang on the read option, keeping the ball himself because uh, they were able to keep the running back Smith in check. Uh, and, uh, you know, but they couldn't keep Cody Lang in check. So you had the 45-yard uh, reception from uh, Rosin. You get Cody Lang on the 25-yard touchdown run. And then you get the pick six later in the game from Rosin. So to me, the game came, it wasn't like, you know, Swanee marching up and down the field with the football, long sustained drives, big offensive numbers. No, there were big plays and short fields for, for Swanee because of the errors on special teams. Swanee, I mean, their average field position had to be right around midfield. So they were constantly uh, with the short field to work with. And they had three huge plays that really changed the game. It's worth noting the FPC defense just kind of sums up the game this way: from the 11:50 mark at the end of the first, at the beginning of the first quarter, till the midway point of the fourth quarter, FPC only allowed about 45 yards of total offense for from Swanee. 
and they were down 17-0. After that first drive, FPC shut them down pretty much for the next three quarters. But again, fatigue sets in when you're on the field as much as they were. And Marcus Mitchell, he was still, you know, it was his first game back. He's been nursing an injury all summer. It's hard to come back at 100%. You know, you might feel good, but you still have to get those reps to really get your body ready for the long season. And so he was still kind of playing himself in the shape. We saw Jaquan Grimes. He had a pretty good game against Atlantic Coast last week. Picked up where he left off. He had 50 yards rushing on just 11 carries late in the game. But the big situation, the elephant in the room, as I said earlier, the quarterback. Right. There was three different quarterbacks last week played. None of them really won the job. I was at the game. To me, the player who showed the most in that game was Darius Simmons. And obviously the coaching staff agreed because Darius Simmons got the start. But there was a steady rotation of quarterbacks. Darius Simmons played, Cole Walker played, and then Kanan Gonzalez, who was playing in his first tackle regular season game and only his third ever tackle tackle football game, really showed something in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. And going back to the first half, you know, I, I think Darius Simmons, he did have a rough first quarter. Um, you know, special teams didn't help them out any either. But, you know, uh, he struggled. But then I felt like you saw real growth from Ladarius uh, Simmons from the first quarter into the second quarter, where in the first quarter I felt like he rushed a little bit, really didn't feel the pocket, didn't feel what was going on around him. All of a sudden in the second quarter, you had a couple of big runs for him where he showed awesome pocket presence. Uh, it led FPC on their first significant drive of the ball game got them in the red zone and unfortunately that drive ended on an interception where I feel he did have Cody Newton on a slant in the seam for a touchdown maybe threw it a half a second too late which is why it was intercepted but I saw real promising things on that drive uh, from Ladarius Simmons and then on the next drive they seem to be moving the ball again and at the 30 yard line on third down they switched quarterbacks to uh, Cole Walker, uh, and he would come in from there. So that's where Ladarius Simmons, his night ended. And I think even with the interception uh, at the goal line, I like what I saw from Ladarius Simmons from the first quarter to the second quarter. Ladarius Simmons last week gave the offense a spark, and I really think the best drives they had were with Jaquan Grimes and Ladarius Simmons on the field last week. And this week, it was kind of odd. They kind of they pulled him in the middle of a series, which is a little unusual. But, you know, I guess there's teaching moments, and the coaches have reasons that they do things. So, And then Cody Walker, or Cole Walker came in, and Cole kind of struggled, you know. And it's a tough spot for Cole to come in. He's coming in in the middle of the series, and he's only been with the team about three weeks. He transferred to Nice in the spring, spent the spring in Nice, played against Matanzas in the spring game and then transferred back to FPC after the summer. So he's only been with the team for about three weeks, so he's still learning that offense. And it showed that, you know, Cody and Cole Walker has a lot of potential, but he still needs time to learn the offense. And you can see that he was just a step behind in some plays. Just, and I think that is just, you know, he just needs time. He needs reps. Yeah, 100%. You need a little more time with the offense to – because there were some reads that he was slow to pick up on. And uh, I think each quarterback had one interception. So, so there were some mistakes there. But 
Um, so you had Cole Walker in the middle of the game, and then in the fourth quarter, we got Caden Gonzalez. And I don't think you can argue that the offense had its greatest success with Gonzalez at quarterback. You know, he comes in and he starts on a third down and 10, another quarterback switch in the middle of a series, but on a third down and 10, um, I think that was Neil he hit on the wide receiver screen. They get a first down, and then right after that, beautiful play action fake and, and, and an awesome uh, pass to uh, Zizel, right? Was that who it was? Kyle Zizak, yeah. Zizak, and uh, for the touchdown pass. And then he hooked up with Zizak again on another series on a big 40 yard or 30 yard uh, pass uh, that would lead to another touchdown. So the, the 13 points, uh, both scores with Caden Gonzalez at quarterback. And that's made even more incredible when you say, well, this is his third ever tackle football game. That's almost hard to believe when you see him out there because he looked calm, he looked cool, uh, and, and he was able to deliver the football. So uh, you know, it didn't look like it was his third uh, tackle football game. No, Caden was very impressive tonight. Honestly, I know that Daniel Fish doesn't feel like he has determined who his quarterback is. Obviously, he and offense coordinator Jake Medlock will get together and figure that out. They've got a bye week to do it, but to me, it looked like Caden Gonzalez won the job. Even on the interception, if that throw that ball comes out a half second earlier, that's a big play. Right. And that's just reps. That's just getting time with the offense. And I don't think whoever the quarterback is, I think they need time in the offense. And I think whoever it is, I think if, I, if I'm Daniel Fish, and I'm not, that's why I'm sitting in the car driving home and not riding on the bus, but this next two weeks, I'm going home today. I'm going Tomorrow I'm meeting with my coaches. I'm going over to tape. And I'm installing Caden Gonzalez as a starter. I'm, whoever I'm installing, whether it's Gonzalez, Simmons, Walker, whoever it is, and in my opinion, it should be Gonzalez, they go into Monday practice as a starter, and now they have two weeks to, to get reps and to really take the job. And, and I think that's the way I would do it. I think you've got two weeks. The bye week comes after week two, which is kind of unfortunate, but it works out in this way because you've got things to sort out with a young team, and now you have some live reps, and these kids have now been out there and they've gotten that game, live game experience that you can build on with a bye week and kind of reset everything. And I think you take those two weeks and you give your quarterback the best chance to lead your team by letting him be that guy for the full two weeks and go into the game against a very good Bishop Moore team in two weeks, which we'll be there for, and make him make him show let him show the team what he can do as a leader, as a player, as a quarterback. Give him those two weeks, and whoever it is, give him that two weeks and and let him run. Yeah, and I think the, the other thing, too, if you're the coaching staff, you cannot ignore the big play possibility that Caden Gonzalez and Zizak showed together. There was immediate chemistry there, you know, and that is big time when you're talking about a quarterback and a and receiver. You know, throughout the game, it was a good play, and, and Cody Newton's a good player, and he was kind of the comfort target for all three quarterbacks. You know, there he is in the flat. Let's get him the, the, the wide receiver screen, and that works great. But when you see the big play potential, the chemistry that can develop between Zizek and Gonzalez, I don't think you can ignore that, and you got to try to help let that flourish. And, and I do think the next step for them in trying to figure out who they are offensively, because I look at the game tonight, and to me, 
I don't walk away from that saying this offensive bat is bad. I see a ton of talent at the skill position. You were talking about Grimes, of course, Marcus Mitchell. They have great receivers. You know, I love Newton and Zizak and Neal. You know, they all look good. Tonight. They were all Callie getting... Callie Ender, the tight end. Callie Ender. Gavin yeah. Winkler didn't even get any very many reps tonight, but he's a talented... That team is very young at all those skill positions. But talent, they're talented. You can see it right away. And if you can get a quarterback up to speed with the offense, they're going to have success. Zyquan Neal, Mikhail Zizek, as you said, Jaquan Grimes in the backfield. Yeah, Grimes, yeah. So you have a thunder and lightning package. Look. Yeah, we didn't see Grimes to the second half tonight. And, you know? You know, and I, I think, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think Marcus Mitchell is going to wear people down. And, you know, once they're tired of trying to tackle Marcus Mitchell, now let's see him go chase Jaquan Grimes. I think they have the potential to have a balanced offense. The offensive line, I thought, played pretty well tonight. They gave up one sack, but overall, I thought they played pretty well. There were some holes there for Marcus Mitchell. There were some holes there for Jaquan Grimes. They ran for 146 yards. They threw for 125, 90 of those being Gonzalez in just about a quarter. So there's the potential there. A 20-point loss to start the season, it's not what you want, as Joe Girardi would say. Right. But there were definitely incredibly encouraging signs. And I was there last week, and I saw the offense, and I can tell you that the offense we saw in the fourth quarter of this game compared to the first quarter of last week, night and day. So the potential's there. It's just you've got to be patient. I I know there's a lot of plays that you're, as an offensive coordinator you want to run, but you got to be patient with it. And I think we saw Jake Medlock be patient, yeah. give his quarterbacks the opportunity. In the fourth quarter especially, I thought the, I thought the play calling was pretty good tonight, actually. I thought the play calling was good. I thought the play designs were good. I thought there were wide, they were open receivers uh, out there. So, uh, yeah, I have confidence in the offense that they can get this figured I, out. I think it's just reps with those guys. And, again, it's not just that it's new offense, but they're incredibly young. You know, we're not we're talking about a lot of sophomores and juniors and a couple of freshmen even on that offense. And I think even in a 20-point loss, you see the potential there. And like I said, just the progress I've seen in eight quarters of watching this team has been incredible. And so there's nothing – I think you get a quarterback in there that's got those reps, and you're going to see – a lot of different things. Now, Bishop Moore is a tough team, but Swanee's a tough team. I think people underestimate Swanee because of the way FPC beat them last year. That was a 10-win team. That was a team that made it to the regional finals and made a playoff run and looks like it in Class 2S, they're going to be right back on their way. So you had a chance to talk with Coach Fish after the game. And uh, what did you get from that conversation? I think he was incredibly disappointed with the result you know he was proud of his team's resolve I think it's a tough night you make a long trip you, you have to overcome a lot of adversity it's a long trip and then on top of they left school at 215 today so they were on the road for three hours and then they get to the stadium and then you get out there and then you gotta just sit in a hot old locker room for an hour and 15 minutes and <laughs> ramp right back up on the road so I he, you know, I think he thought his team handled that part of it very well, but just thought that there was too many opportunities that were left behind. All right, let's hear from Coach Fish. Coach, just your initial thoughts on tonight's game? It was a rough one, man. You know, I didn't feel like we uh, went out there and, and did everything we could. Um, 
left a lot out there on the field and just won a good performance uh, all the way through. But, you know, we we didn't stop fighting and, you know, we got showed a little bit of pride there at the end and, and showed some promising stuff and hopefully we can build off that going into the bye week. We, but we just got to get back and practice and get better and find our true identity. And I thought the defense played pretty well for the most part. Obviously, we had a couple big plays that we gave up and gave up offensive score. But it's tough, man. You know, we're defending 30, 35 yards most of the time, and those guys are out there so many plays, and they're already a young group. So it's kind of tough on them. We just we got to find an identity on offense and, and find a guy who can lead us at the quarterback position. On a positive note, a lot of guys got some opportunities tonight, and I think some guys took advantage of that. How do you feel about that? I was, I was excited that we got to, you know, go out there and experiment with a couple guys uh, at the end, and I thought they played hard and, and showed us some things, but... Yeah, man, it just goes back to we have to figure out who we are as a team and, and um, figure out who we are on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we just got to stick to what we're good at and, and understand that, you know, when we're there to make plays, we got to make them because we're a young group. And, and um, you know, there's only a limited couple of things that we can do being so young, but I think we're doing pretty well. And, you know, that when we didn't play well, it was – it was us just not making the play when we were there. So we're just going to get back to practice this week and, and get better in everywhere. You know, our special teams aren't great right now either, so we got a lot to fix, and I'm grateful that we have a bye week to get it done. Yeah, I'm with Coach Fish there. I look at special teams was an issue, and uh, you got to figure out quarterback, and, of course, quarterback is a huge part of a team's identity. So I would just take the approach and, and – as you mentioned, they have the bye coming up, tough team after that. I would just take the approach that the goal should be that in the next game, you're trying to figure out an identity, that you give one of these three kids a chance to play an entire game and see what they got for you. I completely agree. Given the whole two weeks, and you know what? It might be ugly against Bishop Moore, but guess what? The season doesn't really start for FPC until September 29th against Ponte at that point, when you're in the district season, you've only got to win three games. You go 3-0 and in district. It doesn't matter if you lose all the other seven games. You're in the playoffs. Now, they don't want to go into the playoffs as a three-win team. I totally get that. But these losses are not going to kill their season. So you're going to go through some growing pains. It's a young team, but these things are going to happen. But you can't get in the mindset of losing games early means that the whole thing's going down the tubes because it's not. You've got, you've got to give these kids the opportunity to get better, and I think they will. And like we've said, season starts in three weeks, season starts in three weeks, four weeks. What's today, Rich? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, it's August 25th, Mike. You know, it's not, though. It's the 26th. Oh, wait, see? that's right. You see, see, I messed up. I messed up. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we've, we've now traveled through four counties. We've made it across the prison belt to Duval. It's been a long week, and I think it's starting to get me. A month and three days from now, that's when the season starts. Five weeks from now is when the season and, starts. And, you know, the point is, too, even if you say pick one of these three quarterbacks to start next week, you give him the full game, it doesn't mean he's the starter in the next game, you know, but at least give a kid a chance to play an entire game and and, and, and feel the, the flow of it. And you never know. He might struggle for a couple of series but make a game change and play for you. Uh, the next time he gets an opportunity. So I think a big part of the identity of the team is, is giving these kids a shot to, to at least play a full game uh, at the quarterback Let position. them face some adversity. Let yeah. them face some bad times. All right, they threw a pick. How did they bounce back? How did they respond? 
But, you know, there's no arguing. You look up and down the roster, there's talent on this team. You know, defensively, I thought they had a really good game. Um, you saw a lot of great plays from skill position players. They struggled on special teams and the quarterback position. But it's not the end of the world, like you said. They can overcome that. Mike, it has been a historic broadcast starting from last night. The furthest out any Flagler Broadcasting broadcast has ever been to broadcast back to Flagler County. We did that. And then we're doing a show while driving home. Nobody's ever done that before. And we're answering Clay County, so just if you're keeping score at home, <laughs> this, this show started in Columbia County. We went through Baker, Nassau, Duval, and now we're entering Clay County. So we've covered a big swath of the state, Rich. That's, a, that's incredible. While performing. I mean, uh, unbelievable. So uh, next Friday, Mike, we have Tokoy, Matanzas. How about a quick little preview there? So Tokoy had a pretty big win against, and we'll get into the Tokoy versus Tokoy debate <laughs> later this week, with 37-35 win off of the, against the Beachside Barracudas, the Toros and the Barracudas, and the Surf and Turf. Matanzas coming off a 30-8 win against Groveland Southlake. Pretty good night for Jackson Lundahl, playing in place of Daquan Evans, who was nursing an injury. Micah McGuire had a big night. Cole Hash had a touchdown. So we've got another great game for you next week, and I think it's going to be a great season. I really look forward to it. It's the best time of the year, Rich. The longest 40 weeks of the year is over. Oh, yeah, we're pumped up. Hey, Matanzas Pirates, it's all about you next week. FPC Bulldogs, we know you're going to bounce back. That's another episode of the Rich and Mike Sports Show from the road. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend, Flagler County.